Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. WTLC AM, W236CR, Indianapolis. Keeping you informed with what's happening in and around Indy. It's Community Connection. Brought to you by Child Advocates. Your voice, their future. On Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM. And good afternoon and welcome to Community Connection. I'm Tina Cosby. Today is January 17th. Hump day, if you will, the middle of the week. Middle of a short week, actually. Uh, had the uh, the King holiday off on Monday. But the week feels like it's just gone on a little bit longer than it actually has. I don't know why. Anyway, happy to be here. Uh, good to be with everyone. Uh, 317-972-3008 is our new phone number. Our new listener line is 317-972-3008. On the show today, our contributing analyst, James Patterson, joins us. In fact, let's bring James in right now. James, how are you? That's your weather music. Well, you know what, James? You're, no, go ahead. Keep playing it on. Uh, keep playing it, AJ. Keep playing it. That, that's your weather. That's your weather. So, James, you, you come bearing weather. You come to us bearing weather. Oh, really? I got some new weather music? I think so. I, well, no, I think that that's your old weather music. I, I just oh. think that it, it got ahead of the uh, the uh, the sounder. But that's okay. Well, that's okay. That's, that's okay. okay. that's all right. I like that. Maybe we need to, re- you know, we need to switch things up periodically anyway. So, welcome back. Thank uh, you. And uh, what is the weather going to be like? I hear <laughs> uh, more snow. Well, the, the music sounds fine, and, and you're right. Uh-huh. We are going to get some more snow, maybe just a little bit um, tonight, overnight. You can play his morning. weather music, AJ. You can play it under while he, while he that's the music. That he likes his, uh, that's the music. Huh? Oh. Yeah, I like that music, I was going to say. I like yeah. it. Yeah, he'll find uh, it. He'll find it. There we go. But, See, music yeah. under for James Patterson. There we go. <laughs> okay. Well, we are going to get snow. Uh, we're going to continue this cold snap, as everybody probably knows already, for another four or five days. But, you know, after the after the rest of the week and the weekend, we can start looking for warmer temperatures. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. Uh, we're going to start going back up, in, in fact, above normal, which is mm-hmm. around the mid-30s this time of year, mm-hmm. um, it, where we've been camping out, where we camped out all of uh, 2023, which was uh, the warmest year on record to date. Um, so, you know, hey, this is January, and, and I know it's cold, and I feel for the people out there who have to brave the elements, particularly those who are working uh, you know, outside, um, even people who, who are having to drive a long way for their commute, which I don't, uh, I, I feel for them. Uh, but this is, you know, this is Indiana in the winter, and, and we are going to have at least, looks like here, a good solid couple weeks, week and a half to two weeks of cold weather. We'll get some significant snow, as Tina mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, likely, likely, uh, tomorrow night, tomorrow night into Friday. And we may get you know, one and a half to two inches or so mm. around there, um, but nothing, you know, to you know, call out, the, <laughs> you know, the the extra uh, plows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Put a plow on your pickup. No, no, yeah. we, 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 we aren't doing that yet. Yeah. And okay, hopefully, we'll escape right. the whole winter. All right. Sounds, you know, it sounds like, uh, yeah, because it, it's it sounds about like winter in Indiana, as we keep saying, James. You know, but. Uh, 
the the snow doesn't bother me. The temperatures bite you. Uh, they really yeah. do. They really are biting, uh, and uh, it's a lot. So I mean, it's yeah. all you're well, always we'll grateful be, to come uh, in. T- in the in the um, you know mm-hmm. uh, uh, mid to lower 20s but the wind chill like you Mm -hmm. said the wind Mm -hmm. is going to make it feel like 10 degrees less so uh you know it'll feel like 15 16 so it's it's still going to be cold and and then we're going to drop back down again over the weekend where you'll wake up to to zero degree temperatures or in the single digits so sounds good sounds like a plan to me uh, it's the weekend. It's, uh, so uh, AJ and I were just talking. Uh, as you know, we have a lovely view uh, here oh, at yeah. Top Monument Circle, and uh, the uh, the lights, the Christmas lights, are finally off the uh, off the monument. And AJ got to see them take them down. Uh, yeah, the, I I've often wondered what it looks like when they're putting them up, and what it looks like when they're taking them down. I'm never around for either time, but uh, AJ, you said it was quite a process. You got to you got to watch from right here. Yeah, definitely did. It was it was definitely a big process to the uh, to the workers that were out there. All about fifty of them that it looked like. Oh. It was a lot of guys, a big team effort. It was kind of cool to see. Kind of cool to see the way that they the way that they got them down using the pulley from out of the top of the monument. And having the guys on the street kind of working together to get them down and tie them up. It was, it was a lot, to, a big process. So did somebody take a pulley and take it all the way to the top of the monument? Or, or is there a, a pulley that just remains in place up there? I think it's one that remains in place up there, but I oh. couldn't tell you for sure. I didn't see that part. By the time yeah. I got up here, it was already set in motion. Uh-huh. And they were taking uh-huh. down the last like eight or nine strings of light. Yeah, I kind of wonder about that because, you know, a lot of people do that with their house lights and things like that. They leave certain mechanisms and hooks and things in place for the next year uh, so that it doesn't have to be uninstalled and reinstalled each time. So I would suspect that that's probably uh, something they might have put up there. I would think they'd need a helicopter. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It seems like that would have been easier. Yeah, a helicopter to drive. But they're uh, they're electrical workers, so they know how how it goes. So, but... uh, Anyway, it's all done, and uh, we do not have to worry about bad luck anymore, do we, <laughs> AJ? <laughs> no, no, we don't. Well, maybe. I don't know. My grandmama said that you're supposed to have them down before the new year, so we'll mm. see. Well, we we'll we, see. we we got an extension. <laughs> your grandmother. They, they were down from inside the building, so yeah, they, we'll take it. They were. They really were. They had everything down. James, you have all your stuff down, or did you put any up? Oh, it's been down. <laughs> yeah, for the for the little I put up, you know, mm-hmm. I used to put up lights and stuff, but uh, nah, I don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, the reason for the season for me, uh, you know, doesn't involve how many electric uh, items you can put out in front of your house, but uh, you know, for those people who do, it, it looks pretty. It anyway. does, it does, and there are those who do and do it. Uh, do it to uh, they they do it up they really do yeah. and, and uh, good for them good for them uh, so James a whole lot of uh, wow um, a whole lot of things uh, since you were last here um, yesterday during their regular segment they come the second Tuesday because we had a little bit of a holiday thing it's it was the the it wasn't the second Tuesday of this month but anyway IMPD uh, was here and Chief Bailey we still want to get uh, Chief Taylor. Uh, here because um, uh, I just want to get Chief Taylor here, so I think I'll be in touch with him shortly. Uh, interim slash acting Chief Bailey was here yesterday, and you know he basically, you know, talked about uh, the charge that he was given uh, by the mayor as as acting chief and his personal 
um, aspirations to put together a strategic plan that has never been done before uh, and leave that with the new chief, whoever he or she may be. So, um, you know, there was, you know, there was just uh, pretty much he, he acknowledged that trust is still an issue, um, that uh, the community needs to heal, that they need more equipment and more tools to, to, to combat crime, uh, that they're about to get dash cams, as we know, uh, cameras in the cars, as well as body-worn cameras that they have. So, um, you know, pretty much what you would expect, uh, uh, you know, mm-hmm. an interim chief to, to say, but he does have, uh, you know, he's, he's got some things in mind. He doesn't know how long he's going to have to implement them, but he says when, uh, uh, you know, whenever the, the mayor lets him know, he'll, uh, you know, he'll, he'll step down. And then I ask him, would he be instrumental in any way in the selection of the new chief? And again, if the mayor asks, fine. If not, uh, he'll just go about his uh, his duties. So that that was pretty much it in a nutshell. Uh, yeah. Did he say anything? You know, that kind of raised your eyebrows, or mm. Mm, you know, anything out of the ordinary? Well, this strategic plan that he talks about, or that he's talking about, he said the city has never ever had one of those before. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess it kind of raised my eyebrows because he was saying that the plan will allow everybody to get on the same page. Uh, uh, community stakeholders will know what they need out of the police. The police will know what they expect out of the community stakeholders and, uh, and, and something like that. I mean, that kind of raised an eyebrow, I guess. I mean, it was like, hmm, okay, you know, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Um, well, just to go back, I was just looking at my notes, what the mayor, Mayor Hawks, had, had mm-hmm. charged him to do mm-hmm. while he was acting or while he is acting chief Mm -hmm. is to immediately begin to work with uh, local criminal justice experts Mm -hmm. to recommend operational changes Mm -hmm. necessary to modernize the department modernize yeah update. yeah Mm -hmm. is is that what you were talking about the dash cams yeah some of those things he talked yes he talked about that uh and and then it was uh, from the mayor please improve public safety by investigating a holistic approach of policing community and mm-hmm. mental health focused mm-hmm. initiatives. Did mm-hmm. he talk about that? He did. And uh, tomorrow, um, we, we've been trying to get him on, and tomorrow was the first day that we were uh, able to get everything situated. Uh, the clinician-led response team, they're coming on tomorrow. Uh, and, oh, okay. Okay, yeah. Uh, he uh, he talked about how that would be a huge help because police have no business. He said that, you know, we we don't want to be at, at mental health care. He said because sometimes those things can get out of hand and turn tragic. And um, he mentioned yeah. uh, t- two cases that I mentioned to him. But, yeah, I'm really uh, anxious to hear uh, from the uh, that uh, cl- clinician-led emergency, mental he- emergency response team when it comes to issues regarding mental health. It'll lessen or totally alleviate police presence at a lot of these situations. Yeah, that, I mean, and, and, and what he means is if mm-hmm. it's an unarmed situation. Yeah, because, yeah, obviously, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. so, I mean, because people, I mean, if you look back at the, who was the musician that got, uh, he, there was a huge lawsuit over that. Oh, Whitfield. Uh, um, yeah, and, and Herman then, Whitfield the third, I believe. Is yeah, name. I mean, sometimes when uh, kindred, when relatives mm-hmm. call mm-hmm. the police in a situation like that, mm-hmm. 
they feel, or at least it's reported that they feel threatened before they dial 911. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, how do you couch that? How do you get around, uh, you know, a situation where the family or relatives or significant others or those who are with the uh the, the person, the, the, the subject of the uh, investigation, how do you get around uh, that the fact that usually they call when they feel threatened and then not having the police but having the mental, mental health? Because, you know, when I, I told you I didn't hear, I did hear a little part of it, and you guys were talking about the machete, the, the man that was... Uh-huh, um, and the tree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and the tree, too. That's a whole nother... Thing. I mean, I, 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 I hope we can hear from the prosecutor on these things soon. That one and uh, the guy who was running away from the, the police officer with a gun in his hand. Mm-hmm. I mean, we still haven't heard from the prosecutor on either one of those cases. Mm-hmm. And that'd be uh, the, it'd be greatly uh, appreciated mm-hmm. if, if the public could hear those. But uh, hear the decisions of the prosecutors in those. Plus the, uh, you know, the coroner's report on, on both of those. But anyway. Uh, back to the guy with the machete, and you know he said that I believe the part, the little part I heard, Tina, in the interview, he said that the there was a mental health expert on scene. Mm-hmm. Well, well, we knew that. Well, yeah, we re- remember yeah. we discussed that with one of them. There was a mental health expert that was on scene. I believe the one with the machete is yeah, what he was and saying. Yeah, the guy in the, in the tree, the, the, he was talking to him about, the, mm-hmm. and they were saying the mental health expert was on the way. Mm-hmm. So my question is. Why are you? Why are? Why do you have a mental health expert there, if they are not involved in the in the? And I can't say they weren't, but uh, you know what? What weight do you place on their opinions, on their on their therapy, on their uh, counsel? What you know? What exactly? What authority do they have there? Um, you know, I mean, when is it that? You decide to shoot when a mental health person is there, and and what goes into the decision to do that, and does it factor in mental health counseling? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, maybe uh, tomorrow we can. I that those are all good questions, uh, yeah. James, and you know the parameters and and what constitutes what and when and how and all those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but That's that if I'm if do. I'm not mistaken that. I didn't understand why that particular situation escalated the way it did over the course of yeah. three three days, wasn't it? Three days, three or yeah. four days. So that I mean, there are that's that's just absolutely unbelievable as to how uh-huh. that was allowed to escalate to get to that point when it's being uh, mitigated for the last three days. I. Yeah, I and mean, I still go back to one caller, Tina. Mm-hmm. I wasn't there, but I heard you. I was listening. One caller who called in and talked about the net. Why don't? Mm-hmm. Why didn't they use a net for him? He had a machete. He didn't have a gun. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you get him on the ground and get the get the knife away from him, he can't hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. Like you said, over three days. Why? Why is it that we got to the point mm-hmm. where we felt we had to pull the trigger? If if he was being talked to with mental health, I mean, I, I just don't understand it. And by the way, I'll add this too. Right now, the mental health, according to what has been reported and according to what Chief Bailey said that I read, that right now mental health uh, responders are limited to the downtown district 
and next they're going to try to expand to the East District, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's true. That's true. Yeah. And and we're going to find out a little bit more about that expansion and the continuing expansion from uh, members uh, or officials with that unit tomorrow because uh, I think that that's one of the things they wanted to talk about um, mm. as well. Yes, yes, so absolutely expanding to the East Side. That You are absolutely correct, yes. Yes, yes. That was my take on it. Uh, mm. I just hope that they... Mm if they incorporate these uh, critical response team, let's see, what do they call it here? Uh, uh, clinician, team. clinician-led response team. Clinician-led response team. Clinician-led response team. You know, if they go with that, I'd like to ask, what authority do they have? If the person has a weapon or is a threat, then how is that, how is that resolved? What, uh, you know, what, what are the uh, parameters around the authority of the uh, clinician-led response team? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, I, I'm just, I, you know, see, I'm just asking questions. I, 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 I don't know, but to me, some of these uh, officer-involved shootings, and that is not all the shootings we know. We had, uh, you know, uh, over uh, not quite 200 because – Although we had over 200 homicides, some of them, a good chunk of them, were what they call justified homicides of self-defense. But um, we had at least over 170 homicides. Mm. Some of some of those uh, could have been uh, avoided, I think, if uh, you know if we'd had the right kind of counseling in place. I don't know. I I don't know. But that's that's what I believe. Mm-hmm. Well, um, yeah, and again, all um, all good questions and good points, and we'll see. Uh, you know, now that this unit is expanding, uh, my understanding is not only is it expanding, but it's going to be. Remember, uh, there was some concern before because it was only available Monday through Friday in the downtown area, right? Regular mm-hmm. business hours. I think that that has been improved upon as well. So, um, really yeah. looking forward to well, that conversation tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because mm-hmm. the the mayor is getting heat. For these officer-involved shootings, mm. um, there were, you know, over 15 uh, last year, and, mm. and he, he's, you know, uh, that's – it was a higher number that has been in recent years and uh, or, you know, for a long time. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, he has to figure out something because he's getting political pressure to address uh, the officer-involved shootings. But what I was trying to say, and I didn't say it quite right, is that's part of it. You know, we have to also say that uh, people are making the wrong decisions and shooting one another and each other, too. That's the vast majority of the shootings, but the officers don't get to just have a, you know, get out of jail free card or uh, just to, to, to shoot when they, you know, and, and go for, you know, um, what do they call it, uh, immunity. Um, qualified. Um, qualified immunity, immunity. yeah, because they know they can say if, they, they feel like their life is threatened that they can get out of it. Those are the things we, we, we don't need trigger happy police officers, but that's just a small part of the, 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 the violence, the gun violence that we have now that we have open carry and anybody mm-hmm. and their grandmother can go in and buy a gun. Mm-hmm. That's true. True, true, true. 317-972-3008. A uh, whole lot of stuff to, to go over today, James, including, um, uh, that news about, uh, boy, that breaking news about what happened in December. Jim Irsay found unresponsive uh, yeah. in December. Um, apparently that, that broke today. 
yeah, and that put a, that. yeah, that put a different light on a few things. But uh, we'll we'll get back to that as well. Three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight. Jeff, go ahead. How are you? Hey, Ken. Hey, James. How you guys doing? Doing good. Doing good. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Good. And uh, oh, just a couple of points I want to bring up. Different topics, and uh, uh, and I guess it's in response to. I, I'm not going to mention the guy by name, but he calls on there frequently with concerns about the border. And I always will say this. You know, I was listening to Vice President Kamala Harris, and she said that the White House has made constant effort to the white to the uh, to the GOP to fix mm-hmm. the border situation. But the problem is the GOP needs a subject to talk about during the election years. Okay? They, they need immigration to be a bogeyman. But I will say this. As long as corporate America got something to say about it, we're going to have immigration because guess what America loves? Cheap labor. Okay? Mm-hmm. So as long as we got – there's some demand for cheap labor. You're going to have that border issue, okay? So mm-hmm. it's not like these people are just going to come in and overwhelm the country. And Republicans want to use it as a subject to talk about their great replacement theory and all that so they can scare white middle America. And that's all it is. But Kamala Harris said that they, were, that they approached the GOP on a number of occasions to work on this border situation, but the GOP don't want to do do nothing with it because they need a, a talking point for the election and and as far as about the, the police you know listen and i'll say this the bottom line is education black young african american americans got to understand especially young black men got to understand that the rules that apply to others don't apply to you okay i i'm willing to bet that guy had a the machete was white they probably use a taser on him or maybe a rubber bullet. But that's neither, you know, that's, you know, neither here or there. But I'm just saying is, if you're a young black man engaged in situations that might put you at risk, you might want to think long and hard about it. If you're engaged in negative activity, you really are putting yourself in jeopardy because we're already born with a bullseye on our back since the day of our birth. And the rules that apply to the majority of society don't apply to us. All right? So I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, this, I think those situations could be resolved without lethal force. And I think, James, you kind of touched on it. But what I want to talk about was Nikki Haley. And, you know, Nikki Haley gave an interview saying that America was never a racist country, which I found kind of interesting. I saw you know, that, Jeff. And, you know, her parents came from India, right? Mm-hmm. She's a brown woman. She's a woman of color. Her father couldn't get a job at major universities because of his background. And guess who gave him a job? At HBCU. That was the only place he could get uh, a chance to make a living on behalf of a black university. A black university gave him an opportunity to practice his, uh, his craft. But a major, but these other institutes, they didn't want him because he was a person of color. Now, Nikki Haley claims she experienced racism, experienced racism, but America's not a racist country, or never been a racist country. Of course, that goes back to the what was the cause of the Civil War and the Confederate flag and what happened on her watch down there at Mother Emanuel Church. 
So let's just say Nick, Nikki Haley is not to be trusted because obviously she's pandering to a certain element in the Republican Party, which is probably the majority of the Republican Party, that harbor a lot of racist animus. And, you know, and I, and I really don't have no use for the lady, you know. And I'm getting tired of people's, people of other backgrounds, basically from Asia and Latin America, who are riding the coattails of black folks who had to struggle just to get the right to vote, to live where we want to live, to have bank accounts. And, you know, that's why I got an issue with the, the Vivek Ramaswamy and the likes of Nikki Haley. I guess they're unique and they're special, but I got news for you. They don't want you. You may talk to talk, you may talk to Lane, but it's all said and done. They really don't want you. You hear me, Candace Owen? You hear me, Jason Whitlock? And Clarence Thomas, you're nothing but a useful idiot on that Supreme Court. You benefited from affirmative action, and now you want to burn the bridge that got you to where you were to the Supreme Court. You know, I got no use for black Republicans and other people of color who want to ride the coattails of the civil rights movement and get to where they got to go. So uh, we know what we have to do. We got to get out here and vote Mm -hmm. because uh, I'm not going to tolerate what my parents had to tolerate. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. You can call me Huey Newton or H. Brett Brown all day long as you want, but it ain't happening. Mm -hmm. Not going to happen. All right, Jeff. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. 317-972-3008. 317-972-3008. Uh, yeah, but um, James, back to the uh, the Ursay situation. Um, yeah. The, uh, boy, they they just, uh, the Colts, uh, I, I think up to this point, haven't, um, haven't issued a response. But, it, you know, it would, it would appear as if the... Um, the statement that came out not too terribly long ago that he was hospitalized with a serious respiratory uh, problem um, uh-huh. may have been in connection to that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, let's uh, see. I'm just reading here. Colts owner Jim Ursay is recovering after being treated for, as Tina just said, a severe mm-hmm. respiratory illness, unquote. Mm-hmm. The team announced in a statement on Wednesday. Now, this was not not today. Mr. Ursay, yeah, three hours ago, Mr. Ursay continues to recover from his respiratory illness. Respiratory illness is what they're calling it. They're not giving much information. I guess they've asked for people to give him privacy to recover, but, you know, he's a public figure and people are going to keep digging till they find out what's, what, what, what's up with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Makes you wonder. Uh, and you know he's he's made no secret about his his lifelong battle with um, addiction. He's made no secret of his lifelong um, struggle uh, with uh, with mental illness, uh, and he's been in therapy uh, for both. Uh, yeah. And uh, so um, yeah, so it's it's you know it's unfortunate all the way around. Just it, it is. And was he at the, their last game, the last game of the season? I. I don't, don't remember recall seeing seeing him on the sidelines. So he he has had a a, a lot of issues, personal issues, a lot of issues. health issues, and a, yeah. a relatively young man to have had so many, um, so many health issues and health concerns. So, um, really, uh, yeah, I relative, thought, I thought. relatively speaking, I mean, you know, 
he, uh, yeah, he's in his 60s, right? In his 60s, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, we'll have to see uh, how that develops. I, I don't know. Uh, somebody d- kept digging and digging until they got that revelation uh, that broke yeah. this morning. So uh, there's there's certainly more to come on that. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, Here it goes. A team announced on January 9th um, mm-hmm. that Ursa was, was being treated. Let's see, today's the 17th, so January 9th, that was mm-hmm. uh, eight days ago. Yeah. Uh, the team announced on January 9th that Ursa was being treated for an illness mm-hmm. and would miss a scheduled January 11th performance with his band, yes. the Jim Ursa Collection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it, while this unfortunately means he won't be able to perform with his band this week in Los Angeles, they said last week, he is receiving excellent care and looks forward to returning to the stage as soon as possible, the Colts said. You know, and then they said they'll have no additional information. Ursay 64, that's what I thought he was, he mm-hmm. was 64, but I wasn't going to say it unless I knew it. I thought mm-hmm. I heard that. Mm-hmm. Has been the Colts' owner since 1997. He's faced, as Tina said, several health challenges over mm-hmm. the years, mm-hmm. in part due to his previous bouts with alcohol mm-hmm. and drug addiction. I mean, mm-hmm. drug addiction. I mean, he, he, you know, I mean, he seems to be a good guy, uh, uh, you know, I mean, from just from watching him as a as a uh, you know public person observer he seems to you know like to uh you know be involved in community uh, uplifting the community and supporting the community um but you know folks in that position that seem like they have it all sometimes they have personal problems i was watching some movies over the weekend and a couple of actresses who i thought did really well i mean one of them jumped out of a window you know, the other one uh, died in a fire. I mean, unfortunately and sadly, sometimes uh, people on top have these tragic circumstances surrounding their personal lives. Yeah, yeah, and he certainly is uh, is one of them. You know, money, not the be-all, end-all. That's uh, right. Yeah, 317-972-3008. Uh, Daryl, go ahead. How are you? Hey, good afternoon, Tina and James. Um, um, well, oh, the orange man that uh, I think Lee Jeff wanted to call him. Did you hear his statement telling him about yeah. the, uh, the Iron Conference? Uh, no. I didn't hear what, uh, can you turn your radio down? There's a bit of an echo, a reverb there. Uh, okay. Yeah. Did you all hear what Trump had to say about mm-hmm. the uh, in the Iowa Conference to have the people come out and vote if they're sick? Mm. Uh, no. Come on out and vote, and if you pass away, it, it was well worth it. You, you well, know, no, Gerald, I, I, I'm not. glad you're telling us that because I, I watched uh, some of the returns, and it, it was up late. You know, they, they initially called it for him, like, you know what, 15 minutes after the polls opened. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't have the stomach to listen to him again. I, I'm tired of hearing his yeah. name every day, but, but go ahead. I'm like, what kind of an idiot? Would say some crap like that. Yeah, well, that kind. <laughs> well, yeah, you're right, that kind, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, that that hit me in the core of my stomach. I'm like, you are truly nuts. Well, what I I don't know. I'm like you, James. I can't I can't tolerate. Uh, there's very okay, little so of that that I can tolerate because. I strongly believe that uh, 
at some point in time, the media is going to have to put a halt to, to all of this because they, they have to know that this is yeah. no ordinary former president. This is he, no ordinary. He, he, he is he's imbalanced. Deranged. He's, he's yeah. deranged. He is imbalanced. And nothing that he says has any value other than, you know, dangling a shiny object in front of the, the camera or what have you. And if that's, if that's what they want to go for, fine. I can't believe that CNN did that town hall. I didn't listen to that. I don't, I don't, there's yeah. nothing, there's nothing uh, that's new under the sun that that man can say that would, you know, that surprises me. I mean, it, it's, I just don't. Well, what, what, what did Daryl say he said? Uh, he I said, still... what, yeah, Daryl, what, what was it that, oh. that apologized? Okay, so, so before the caucus had started, he made a comment that if you are sick, come out out and vote anyway, and if you pass away from your sickness, it's well worth it. Oh yeah, just annoy him king, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, this was on CNN. And I'm like, yeah. are you kidding me? Yeah. yeah. CNN yeah. deserves yeah. to lose uh, viewership behind some of that stuff because that that's just, nobody in their right mind would say that. And and anybody coming out of anyone else's mouth other than him, they would not they wouldn't even entertain it. So I you know he, I don't blame he, him he, as much as I do the news outlets that continue to pander to, carry to him. and yeah. just hang on every single word. He got look. He got barely one percent of the vote, fifty-one percent mm-hmm. yeah. out of one hundred twelve thousand votes cast. He got something like uh, fifty-six thousand mm-hmm. in the yeah. caucuses in Iowa. So forty-nine percent voted for somebody else, and that is a state that is eighty-nine point eight percent, if I got it correct white yeah it's and, almost 90 percent white and that was the point i was making yesterday i'm like that was no major i don't know why they just oozed and goozed all over his record historic win or what have you well yeah that was a win over his opponents yeah. his over his republican opponents it wasn't necessarily any trump just doesn't seem to have the ability to get past that what is it 47 to 50 some percent yeah he just doesn't have the ability to do it yeah, like you said, he hasn't won anything. No. I mean, even in 2016, no. he did not win the popular no. vote. He did not win the popular vote. No. He's never won it. Yeah. He's never won the popular vote. And if, if I'm if I'm the if only 14% of the Iowans that came out to the Republicans that came out to to caucus uh, for him, and he only got 51%. He should have been upwards of 70 to 80, even yeah. 90% of all of the, re- because in, in essence, he's the former president. Why doesn't he have higher, uh, you know, higher uh, elective? I, I I don't know. Why doesn't he have higher yeah. numbers than that? 2023 and, census puts the demographics in Iowa at uh, Hispa- uh, 89, yeah. uh, just about 90% white, six Six percent Hispanic, four percent African American, and a smattering of other. Yeah, I mean, that's mm. it. That's yeah. That's but it. he should have got more than fifty-one percent, and that's why I'm saying yeah. I do not understand why they were just. Well, guess what, Trump was that wasn't it. That wasn't the story, and I think they missed the lead badly. I think they yeah. buried the lead very badly because when you look at I the numbers, too. I would think as a general election candidate. He's in some serious trouble. He is. He is. He, he, but nobody's he, reporting that. So. No. Yeah, no. So. I mean, we, we'll 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 see as we go on this this man. We, we mm. will see what's up the road for him.
Yeah, indeed. Hey, we are past our commercial break, our first one. Let's take one and Uh-oh. we'll be right back with more Community Connection. Again, our number, 317-972-3008. 317-972-3008. We'll be right back. Let's get back to the conversation. It's Community Connection with Tina Cosby on Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM, Indy's Inspiration Station. And we're back with Community Connection on this Wednesday, January 17th. My goodness, where has the time gone, James? Tina Cosby here with our (laughs) contributing analyst, James Patterson. James, just going over, you know, a few things over the last couple of days. Uh, Jim Irsay, the Iowa caucuses. Uh, interim uh, chief IMPD chief Bailey of course the weather which is going to continue got a little bit more of an active weather pattern than we're used to which is fine yeah, yeah. It keeps things yeah. interesting yeah yeah <laughs> you so, keep things and we'll get a couple inches of snow yeah the weekend, so yeah. Yeah, still so not enough to get out the that. snow blower I don't think although no, some folks will get no, them no, out you waste your gasoline yeah <laughs> are some of those electric starts now yeah some of them are I mean <laughs> Man, everything's electric now. I mean, they're putting these charging stations everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know if, if, if Americans are going to fall in love with that electric vehicle. I know you got a hybrid, but uh, I don't know, Tina. We'll have to see about that. Yeah. Well, I, what, what you know, I, I think you, we talked about this before, but um, one of the models out now that a lot of uh, car makers are using is the hybrid slash gas, which is similar Uh, to what I have, except that mine does not, mine switches back and forth at random at will. This one runs uh, like 90% of the time on electricity uh, and you can charge it or or what have you. But if you happen to be one of the, one of the, one of the knocks on, on uh, uh, EVs, electric vehicles is that you can only go so far. You need to know where a charging station is because you only get so many miles. Well, with this, you can go as far as you want to go. And if you happen to be, you know, out of electricity and not near a charging station, then you can go to, uh, then gasoline. you can switch it to, to gasoline, which, That's a good yeah, yeah. And, and I, I know that there, like I said, there's a few car makers that are going to that model, but, and maybe that's because the uncertainty around the EVs. I don't know. I, I don't know. So I have a, I have an old school, I, you know, I'm old school, so I got an old school hybrid. I don't well, have I don't have the new school hybrid and I don't have an, an EV so um, totally yeah. EV. Well, of course, I mean it's new, so there's going to be. But I tell you, people are just in love with that with that gasoline engine. Uh, I was telling somebody, what did Henry Ford say? The famous Henry Ford, the the patriarch of the of the Ford uh, automaker uh, empire, said uh, when talking about the Model T, which you know just kind of revolutionized uh, automobile ownership for. Mm-hmm. Uh, common people, you can have anyone, any color you want, just as long as it's black. <laughs> I mean, you know, so I don't know if Americans will, uh, you know, uh, switch from that, their love with that gasoline mm-hmm. engine. Um, you know, certainly environmentalists are, are telling us, scientists are telling us, look, if we keep going this way, we're going to yeah, yeah, have yeah. these the resources impacts. aren't unlimited. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what? I can't get my arms around, and I I really push back on the, those self driving automobiles. What's, oh no, I can't get it. I don't no, get I don't it. Think, I know AI, oh. uh, artificial intelligence is is really trying to take over a lot of industries and a lot I, of different parts oh. of our country. But I don't know, Tina. I don't see 
how you can have a vehicle that will drive itself without human, um, you know, guidance because mm-hmm. there's always unknowns. There's, there's always, always that, there's yeah. always a need for you know, just like when I, you know, I've had some some service issues with with both my internet and my alarm system, and with the internet company that I use, they force you to resolve it through their AI system first. And then if it doesn't read, if the AR, but you know, what I had, the issue that I had, it wasn't on the, you know, on the template there, whatever they had to offer, it wasn't there. Exactly. But the fact that you have to spend so much more time, uh, you know, going through the AI because that's what they want you to do rather than you being able to go straight to the problem. That's frustrating. And why, why would you want a car that drives itself? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and you, you, like you said, that would put you in some danger because there's I think always so. situations where it's going to take a human mind to resolve. And mm-hmm. the human mind is one of the greatest things ever created. Mm-hmm. So uh, what they're trying to do is that, that to develop something, you know, that will that is not human to replace it. And I have a lot of doubts about that. So we'll we'll see if that mm-hmm. if that uh, occurs. I'd be more willing to embrace the jetpack. You remember that theory that everybody, rather than driving oh, cars, yeah, the Jetsons? the jet, yeah, the jetpack. You know, put a, a on your back. You know, like a backpack, and then you just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you 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 know, it's like you're an individual airplane. Yeah, I, th- yeah. that I can see. <laughs> I, yeah. I would embrace that, oh, like the Jetsons, a whole lot quicker than I would these self-driving, self-propelled automobiles. I just can't. I just can't get there. Yeah, I'm not there yet. The road, so, I, yeah. yeah, I think it would be more uh, because it's, you're all human. I mean, the pack you're you're controlling it, right? That's, and so if there's, yeah, exactly. if there's somebody flying in your way or in your airspace, go around them, or they yeah. go around you, or, or vice versa. You know, whatever. So we'll see. Uh, but I I would embrace that a whole I embrace that a whole lot more than I would the self driving automobile. Give me a jetpack, oh, George Jetson. Give me one of your jetpacks. <laughs> if if uh, automobile and those can be electric, uh, uh, yeah, and you know electrically uh, electrically charged. So someone did say once that that was going to be the way of the future. Was it? Maybe it was the Jetsons, but um, there were some that said by the time we are where we are now that people would be. Uh, getting around uh, on jetpack with with jetpacks with the use of jetpacks rather well, than knowledge knowledge is expanding knowledge yeah. is increasing yeah. you know umpteen fold every year so, yeah. so hey awesome. 317-972-3008 317-972-3008 pierre go ahead how are you oh good afternoon tina and james mm-hmm. good, good afternoon, afternoon. Uh, uh last comment uh james uh yeah, Donald Trump never won the, uh, uh, you know, uh, the public. Um, he never won more uh, the popular yeah, vote. Popular vote yeah. yeah, but he doesn't need to, and that's the thing. Um, all he has to do is get it done electorally. And as it stands now, uh, if the election were held today, in my opinion, uh, he wouldn't win Michigan. Uh, uh, Joe Biden wouldn't win Michigan. And uh, now let's go over to Illinois. Um, African-Americans there are hot as you know what. Um, and um, uh, you got J.D. Pritzker handing out money uh, to help take care of uh, the immigrants. That's not going to play well with white people either. So we can almost scratch off Illinois. The point is, and I'll be brief, the point is 
the Biden administration, President Biden, needs to do a hard pivot, and he needs to get up there, and he needs to get up there and talk to those those Arabs and those Black Americans, and he needs to bring them something, uh, or we're looking at another loss, uh, something shockingly uh, uh, shockingly lost that we experienced in uh, 2016, and it's coming. But now's the time to get President Biden to turn around on this immigration and turn around. Um, Pierre, let me ask you a question. What can Biden do that he hasn't already tried to do on his own with this do-nothing? Co- what can he do? What, he can what can, I mean, other than make a strong statement. Let me answer the question. <laughs> you know, he can go back to, uh, he can use his executive authority and go back uh to some of the things that uh, Trump was doing that he doesn't need uh, congressional authorization for. That he can do. He can do some things by executive action, and he needs to do it. And how how limiting is that? How limiting is that? And tell me, when you say something, tell me, like what? Like what? What could he do that would really put a dent in this issue, turn things around, as you say, politically? What could he do via executive order that he hasn't been able to do so far? I think he could suspend uh, uh, these uh, asylum hearings and this uh, catch-and-release thing. Um, He can do some of that on his own. He can do something. And he he can do some things that he doesn't need congressional authority on. And then he can tell the Republicans, hey, I've done these things by executive authority. If you want me to do he needs to go further. He just doesn't want to go further. That's the problem. (laughs) He, it's his fundamental belief on uh, immigration, um, and it's not a thing where these people get to come in here and they get to stay. They have to go, and he needs to and he needs to uh, do a complete 180 on uh, this uh, immigration thing, or we're going to lose in, two, in in November. That's just the bottom line. Mm. We're going to lose in November if they don't do a, if the Democrats don't do a hard pivot. Um, on immigration and uh, this Gaza thing. I, I, I just don't understand, Pierre. When, <laughs> I mean, when you say a hard pivot, it when you've had Republicans who have said no matter what he does, we don't want to give him a win, so we will not agree to anything, any meaningful piece of legislation. We're not going to agree to any of it because we don't want to give Biden the win. I can't remember who the lawmaker was that said that, but that's the mindset, Pierre. Executive orders are limited. Has he even gone to the border? What does going to the border, what does that mean? I mean, because it shows that he's engaged. He's the president. How do you know that he's not engaged? He is the president of the United States of America. Again, what tells you that he's not engaged? Because he hasn't gone to the border. That me okay, go James, go ahead. Um Mm. I you know, Pierre, I know what you're saying. Um and Mm. No, I mean I I just don't I mean it's a symbolic gesture. To go, yeah. it's a symbolic yeah. gesture to go, but it doesn't mean that he has not been engaged and has not been working very hard on getting this crisis at the border taken care of, Pierre. It just doesn't. Yeah, and here's another thing, too. Uh, Pierre, you say that he won't win Michigan, he won't win Illinois. Yeah. I disagree. I strongly uh, because disagree. Because I, I think, like we were just saying, that, yeah, Trump can win the Electoral College, 
But he's the Supreme Court right now. They're going to start arguing on February 8th, mm-hmm. you know, whether he will even be on the Colorado in Maine and other states. Let me say this. Let me say this. Is James Clyburn concerned about black support for uh, Joe Biden? Is he concerned? Just look it up. Is he concerned? Mm-hmm. Forget about Pierre. What Pierre is saying is Trump is facing Pierre. Trump is facing 91 criminal charges against him in four separate cases. Mm -hmm. And uh, he has a tough road to hold to even be on the ballot. That's why he he is running for office to stay out of jail. That's that's his main. Brother James, brother James, is James Flyburn concerned about support for Joe Biden? Forget what Pierre's talking about. Is brother is James Clyburn concerned? Well, we're going to have the South Carolina primary in about what a couple of weeks or so, a little over a couple of weeks. Mm. We'll see. We'll see if Biden wins has South Carolina, James, and that's where. Has James Clyburn said he's concerned about Joe Biden's support? Has James well, Clyburn said that? Well, I mean, James, that, that, that doesn't South tell Carolina me. Has, uh, that doesn't. I'm talking yeah. about South Carolina. I'm talking about the dean that's of where the Clyburn is from. That's where Clyburn is from, South Carolina. But I'm yeah. saying, is he concerned about Joe Biden support? Yeah, people Clyburn. say what they want. Oh. People say what they want to say. We'll, we'll see when they count the votes. Yeah. We'll see. It's been, mm-hmm. it's been in the news. James Clyburn is concerned about Joe Biden's support. I, I just America. don't think that Jay, Joe Biden's entire presidency rides on the issues at the border, that he is being hamstrung. I don't either. At, uh, at every turn. It's, I just don't see border, it. Uh, what's his name? Uh, who is that that said that today? DeSantis. DeSantis said today, today, Pierre, mm-hmm. that if they nominate Trump, we are going to lose. Yep. That's what DeSantis said. Yeah, a lot, a lot of them are saying yeah. that. Yeah, that yeah. If they oh, nominate well, that's Trump. what they say. I'm saying it's about Ukraine. It's about Gaza. It's about uh, the border. He well, if that's how you see it, Pierre, if that's how you see it, that's how you see it. Uh, but there's just so many other, I, I think, factors that are going to determine this election. Uh, as to whether or not Joe Biden wins or loses. And I just, uh, there, there, I mean, anyway, go, what were you saying, James? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, that's what, that's what DeSantis said, Tina. I know. I heard, I I read that. Haley has said the same thing. They nominate this clown again. We are going to lose. So let Mm. them nominate him. Let them nominate him. Who is that? Sam calls in sometimes. Yeah. She said, if they nominate Trump, Donald Duck would win. So you know they came. They came out. And and let's let, let us not forget all of the. Let us not forget all of the yeah. work that Trump did on the border. You know the wall that was going to be built that Mexico exactly. was going to pay for. Uh, all the things that Trump built and did, and all the work he did on the border, putting babies in cages, separating families, you know, all of that work that he did, you think that that's going to get him reelected? Do you think that he had any any dent whatsoever into the immigration problem? He made it worse. He made it worse. So I I just don't see how a visit to the border is and 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 an executive order is going to turn things around when you've got republicans that have planted a flag and said uh uh-uh. uh he doesn't have the right he doesn't have the right 
to just by executive order change law. And no, know that. No, unless it, unless that. the Congress acts, they can't. They cannot change he's, the he's, law, which allows them to catch and release. No, to to, to give them a court date and you know hope they show up. And if they don't, then the then the uh, the, the border patrol has to go after ICE has to go after them. Immigration, yeah. they have to go after them if mm-hmm. they don't show up. So that's the law. And they if they can't change, he can't do it by executive. Fiat. He can't, can't do, do it, it by, by a visit, and he cannot do it by executive order. And, he and cannot. If I, if I may interject really quickly here, if I can interject really quickly, I just want to point out, uh, President Biden actually did go to the border. He just visited on January 9th. That was about a week ago. So that one just, just happened. It did happen. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, AJ. Well, then the news media is suppressing it because it hasn't been a big thing. Well, okay. The okay. Yeah, let's take a quick break right here. We'll be back with more community connection right after this. Thanks, AJ. Appreciate that. WTOC AM, W236 CR, Indianapolis, keeping you informed with what's happening in and around Indy. It's Community Connection, brought to you by Child Advocates, your voice, their future. On Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM. And we're back with Community Connection. Tina Cosby here with our contributing analyst, James Patterson. And uh, James, we've had a couple of calls uh, confirming uh, what AJ shared with us, uh, that uh, Biden had been to the border. I hadn't paid any attention to it, whether he had been or had not been. My point was that's not going to amount to a hill of beans when you've got so many other things that are in the way of him doing anything meaningful in terms of a solution when he's come up with I don't know how many solutions. But we do know from uh, very erstwhile callers, uh, very informed callers, including uh, Dr. Tommy Brown and our good friend San, Yes, the president did go to the border. AJ, what day was it? January the 9th? Is that what they yeah, told you? January yeah. 9th. Yeah, AJ. 9th, AJ got the calls. We got the calls. Yeah. We know. Yeah. So, but yeah. that that's not going to that didn't change the dynamic though. Uh and yeah. that's the point I was trying to get. Whether we knew it or not, I didn't know. I mean, I I'm not surprised, but I didn't yeah. know. But that's not going to change the dynamic. No, it won't. He's he's bound by the law and thank you AJ and Sands and, and Dr. Dr. Brown. Brown and, yeah. and, but, but I want to say to Pierre, too, if he's still listening, that, you mm-hmm. know, I, I really respect him. He's a, he's a smart guy. But, you know, we just have to make sure that we, we know what's going on, um, you know, with the law. Uh, and uh, I think in this case, he, he didn't mm-hmm. um, understand that with the law, you can only do so much with an executive order. Exactly. And, They're and limited. It, if yeah. it were, I mean, do you think, do you think that for one instant that if he could have wiped everything clean with an executive order that it would not have been done by now? Right. Exactly. He Come would have on. did it in a heartbeat. Yes. Um, uh, just so quick. But, you know, I mean, and they know they have him in a bind. They do they know. know. They that. got him over they a know, barrel. They, they're not mm-hmm. moving Congress. I mean, they're talking now. Listen, the government is going to, unless they do something under these Republicans, these Republicans in the House who who mm-hmm. are just so radical about everything mm-hmm. uh, that has to do with our democracy, and they want it their way. The government will shut down at midnight on Friday unless they come up with a, a continuing resolution or something. Mm-hmm. This is what how they operate. This is their M.O. Yeah. They don't have power in anything but the House, so this is what they do. This is what they do. You're right. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. right. Uh, 317 eight, uh, excuse me, 317 
917-972-3008 is our listener line. Uh, let's go. Ron, go ahead. How are you? Hey, how are you, Tina and James? Doing well, uh, doing well. Hi, Ron. How are you, sir? I'm doing okay. Uh, I'm coming about your last caller. Uh, yeah, and, uh, uh, Biden's been to the border a couple of times during his presidency, but like you say, <clears throat> it's a no-win for him either way, whether he goes or not, because the Republicans both times downplayed him going. He had Ta- Kamala Harris, Vice President Harris, uh, working on the border and, uh, border situation. Mm-hmm. What the other caller failed to mention is the reason Chicago and those other cities are swamped with immigrants is because the Texas and Florida governor yeah. kidnapping mm-hmm. these people and sending, sending them, there. them there. Yeah. Now, yeah. this money that the mayor is supposed to be giving them or allocating for them uh, is money from the federal government. And here's mm-hmm. here's the catcher on that. Okay. What uh, black people should wonder, why is it that every time the federal government tries to do something for black people, it's vetoed somewhere in Congress, or they raise hell about it. Mm-hmm. But they—they're right. not raising any sand about this money going to the immigrants. Why? Because it's, a, it's an election ploy. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Why every yeah. every election, immigration becomes uh, right. just an overwhelming it. Yeah, they're coming. Here that, comes the march. They're marching yeah. in 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 droves in numbers. They're they're going to invade. Yeah, mm-hmm. every election. This time last year, Biden had the lowest border crossings than any president in the last the last three presidents. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then all of a sudden, an election year, there a bunch of them, and like that guy, uh, MAGA, MAGA Mike said, right when the lady asked him on the news, "Well, you need more judges, immigration judges, so we can get these people back out of here mm-hmm. because of our law states that once they cross the border, okay, mm-hmm. then you just can't send them back across." Mm-hmm. Trump did this, and it was tied up in the Supreme Court until he was not reelected. Mm-hmm. And then it fell apart because there was no reason to press it anymore. So mm-hmm. they and this guy, Mike, whatever his name is, he said he he uh, went around when the woman said, well, you need judges, you need immigration. And Biden is willing to hire more officers, Border mm-hmm. Patrol. They don't want that. They want no. the border completely shut down. And, 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 and that's against the law, basically. OK. Yeah. So why is it? That if if a Cuban comes here, right, and 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 mostly white Cubans, because the black Cubans have to box their way out of, of Cuba, or athletes <laughs> their way out of Cuba. Why is it that when white Cubans come here, like Marco Rubio's family, right, they're immediately given uh, uh, asylum, right? Mm-hmm. But Haitians are turned right back around. Yeah, yeah and, and Haitians, Haitians travel on those rickety boats and risk right. drowning. In the uh, in the ocean, trying to get to the right. shores of we, the U.S. We got to figure this thing out in Chicago, uh, Detroit, and all these cities that Republicans call sanctuary cities that these Republican governors are sending all these these uh, immigrants to, right? And the other thing, and I'm a, I'm gonna let let you guys go then. I tried. I've been trying to say this all the time. We cannot allow Big Brother to have minorities fighting amongst minorities. And that's what this thing is about, okay? Because you have a strong 
uh, 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 Cuban population in in uh, in, in uh, Florida in uh, in Florida, right? That is is pro Trump, and and my thing is is this: if you if you stay home and don't vote, you're voting for Trump. James Clyburn is concerned about the black vote for for Trump, but he's not concerned about the overall. I've heard James Clyburn on MSNBC saying that Joe Biden's going to get it. What they're worried about is whether the vote is going to go down from 88 to 86 mm-hmm. percent. Mm-hmm. Okay, so and, and those little bitty numbers there could make a difference in electoral college. So that's why Kamala Harris is going to all these black campuses and so on and so on and getting these people fired up. This I think we are better. We know better than to go through this stuff again with Trump. But I'm glad the guy AJ called in and and said that because now he's got people searching. You see, mm-hmm. he woke he woke some people up that didn't know like we knew, you know. Mm-hmm. So that that's that's all I have. Uh, thank you guys for putting up with me. Appreciate it. Thank you, Ron. Oh, thank uh, you, Ron. Yeah, three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight. Mike, go ahead. How are you? Uh, I'm doing good. How are you doing, Tina? Doing well. Uh, sounds like you're closeted or something. Are you very... Yeah, you, know, you know my phone. I don't know. Uh, uh. I had a transfer uh, my phone number over to uh, another phone that I had because I had, had a spider uh, bang going on where I dropped it. And I'm going to have to take it back up there to him because... Uh, I think they left something out. They charged me the same amount of money. <laughs> so, okay. uh, bear with me. I just want to chime in on what I've been hearing in the street here in Indianapolis, Indiana. From uh, 65 to uh, early 30s, I hear people, uh, black Americans, say they get back then, that they are tired of the immigrants. Now, this is what's going on in the city. In, in 4635, hit code. All right, this is what I am hearing. Uh, nationwide, what I am seeing, I'm seeing everything like everybody else. You know, I, I uh, chime in on a lot of different news. I deal with a lot of independent news now because uh, a lot of these news are corporate. Republic or either corporate Democrat. So, uh, you know, everybody's trying to sell uh, uh, the same old pair of shoes. I also hear about uh, the third party. If uh, Trump or Biden get in there, both of them might have problems during their convention. There might be a stand on the floor if Trump gets through the legal system, okay? This is what is going on in this country. Because either we turn this country back over to an old, deranged white man, or we turn it over to the cartel and just let them keep coming across the border. I mean, it's just as simple as that. And that's what America is looking at. And, uh, you know, we're going to have to fight the Mexican Revolution all over again. I mean, you check out the history of this country. You check out the history of this country, all the guns and armor that's in this country now, 
is the Democrats putting ourselves first to death? Uh-huh. Okay, civil war. And will Trump take us into World War Three? Oh, we get it there now. There's so much going on political. That's why people are tired of these two Biden and Trump. You know, you look at all of them. Yeah, uh, you know, AJ, I really can't hear a whole lot. Um, and uh, Mike, I. Uh, James, I I couldn't I I had to end it because I I was just struggling to understand uh, a whole yeah, lot of it. it was, uh, but I, I, I yeah I got the gist of what he was saying. But I think the gist I, yeah uh, yeah was that, well it seems like what he was saying was uh, six and one half dozen in the other. I don't think it's yeah. that I don't think it's that clear cut at all. No, I really it's a don't. Vast difference. There's it's a huge a vast difference. difference. Huge. Um, yeah. I I was reading about Iowa and. And, you know, uh, the counties in Iowa uh, where Trump gained his most support. Now, he did win all but one county, mm-hmm. but his diehard support in mm-hmm. those rural counties, they have 99 counties. And it came from areas where, to be frankly honest, uh, white people were struggling, small towns. And they lost industry. And this is what he's appealing to. He's appealing to a racial, uh, a, a racial animus. He's, a, he's appealing to, it, it reminds me of Hitler. If you go back and read Mein Kampf and what they did, they were mad because the Jews, the displaced Jews in Germany at the time, check this out in history, were prospering. They were prospering. And they got mad at them just because they were prospering. That's the same thing what Trump is trying to do. He's appealing, oh, you're white and you're not on top again. Basically is what he's saying, make America great again. You're not on top like you were before. Mm-hmm. These people of color are coming up. Now, we can't, we can't have this. That's basically what he was saying. So I respect Mike. I, I love it when he calls. On this, I, I take a different direction on what he's saying. I would agree. Yeah. Uh, 317. 317- Nine seven two three zero zero eight three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight. Mr. Russell, go ahead. How are you? Hey, folks. Great conversations. Great calls. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, uh, and, and I think it's clear to a lot of people that uh, basically what the uh, opposition party, whichever it is, they're going to try to scrub. What what I would say is scrub and dub. They scrub their. Uh, uh, people that they support and then they dub their opponents with mm-hmm. nefarious <laughs> nefarious things and I think that's exactly what's being done by a lot of these so called people that support Donald Trump because how can you support a man who has done all that dirt? You know, it's it's it's, it's, yeah. it's incredible. And then say it's, he's clean. <laughs> you know, it's it's just absolutely incredible. I think as uh 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 uh, Reverend Al Sharpton has said a lot of times, you know, you can have your own opinions, but not your own facts. You know, your That's facts right. have to be independent. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I think, I, what, but I think what we need, in terms of some of what Pierre was saying, because they'll think it, it's it's uh, slams in the face of a lot of people. I think we really need to look at the whole immigration picture because it's not just the southern border. What about the northern border with Canada? You know, a lot of people are taking advantage of that. And, and coming through the northern, the northern, but and then you have the the air travel. You know, a lot of people are coming yeah, through, yeah. Through, through the air. Yeah, so, right. so it's it, it's not just the southern border. I mean, but you can't have uh, 
uh, uh, sensational things like uh, Donald Trump has said he's going to build a wall and Mexico is going to pay for it. You know, look, what what is who, who has ever held him to that? I mean, yeah. who has ever held his heels to the fire? And, and even with, with U.S. government funds that he had to, to swipe and, and, and change uh, change titles on things just to get his money. How much did he get done? Period. Absolutely. Absolutely. None. And, 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 but I, I will I will say this. A lot of the people that are on the Texas and the southwest borders, they do have uh, problems with with, uh, with the people that are kind of invading their land and that kind of thing. But at the same time, I think you have to address these. And, and like you pointed out, Tina, you know, uh, if Congress won't give you the resources to do this, you know, their thing is let it let it roll, so to speak. You know, let let the bad things happen, and then this embarrasses the current administration. And that's, and that's exactly what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they don't want to give. They don't want to help. They, yeah, that's their that's their lever. That's their bargaining chip. But, uh, but yeah, send them to Montana. Send them, send yeah. them to Utah. Mm-hmm. You know, send them <laughs> yeah, to Wyoming. There's plenty of space out there. No plenty people. Plenty of space. Plenty of space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, at the same time, you got to have the the resources to take care of them, also. And these, yeah. and, and let's not forget, these are people that are normally uh, a, a, a person that migrates from one country to another mm-hmm. is the type of person mm-hmm. that is going to be aggressive in terms of trying to uh, help your country, you know. Uh, the people that think think of that trek that they're making, all the thing, all the danger that they're going through, you know. These yeah, kind of three thousand miles talk, in some cases. Yeah, think of these the you 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 have to have uh fortitude to even try it, you know. That's right. And uh, Snakes, so these, robbers. So these these people are people that you Really, you want that kind of attitude in your country, uh, you know, because uh, these are people that are going to try to to make a success in their life, and in the meantime, it makes a success in the whole country. Mm-hmm. So that's what you have to really concentrate on. But you have to make it so that that they have the uh, opportunity to do this. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think what, that – that that's one thing that the current administration needs to to, to uh, do more of in terms of explaining the situation in detail mm-hmm. and what's happening. That's true. All right, Mr. Russell, thank you very much. Always a good call when uh, Mr. Russell calls. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, but um, James, I want to switch gears here a little bit because there was a. Uh, well, let me start out with saying that starting on Friday, this coming Friday, uh, as has been our tradition on Community Connection dating back to the days of Amos Brown, members of the Indiana Black Legislative Caucus, uh, when they are in session, take time to come to Community Connection to talk to the community once a week, Mm -hmm. uh, if they can. And so this Friday will be our first visit uh, with a member from the IBLC. uh, And scheduled up first is uh, Indiana State Representative Cherish Pryor. Uh, and um, we always get a lot of great information, be it a short session, long session, regardless. The IBLC comes through to Community Connection whenever they are in session, and we are so thankful that they do that. Um, they're grateful for the opportunity uh, to talk to directly to the community, and I strongly encourage uh, our listening community 
uh, to call in and to talk to these lawmakers who are making time on their legislative day off uh, to come and directly meet with the community. Uh, so um, this is uh, this is something that a lot of markets don't have. You know, we're we're very fortunate uh, yeah. that uh, that Amos started it and that they the the IBLC wants to continue it. So uh, hopefully, when they can, you know, it looks like we've got a pretty full schedule starting on Friday. Uh, there may be a week or two where they're not going to be available, but for the most part, they're going to be available every Friday on Community Connection. We'll start off our show on Friday. So James. We'll start this Friday with uh, Indiana State Representative Cherish Pryor. Yeah, that this being... is going to be a. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I'm just going to quickly say this: this is going to be a short session this year. It's not the long budget session, but nope. still, mm-hmm. um, it's important to have them because they try to push stuff through. You know, mm-hmm. even during the short sessions, that mm-hmm. that you know, legislation that is nonsensical, doesn't make sense for the people. You know, but they just try to kind of go end around and, and get it through. Mm-hmm. So it would be critical to have the Indiana Black Legislative Caucus to inform us of what's going on and inform the people. Mm-hmm. Indeed, indeed. Well, one of the um, pieces of legislation that uh, they're looking to, to give some legs to and some life to and, you know, a whole bunch of other stuff is that there is a state lawmaker, I believe Representative Byrne, is looking to end free rides on Election Day. They are looking to stop Indigo from offering free rides to the community on Election Day. And you know why? They say it's not fair because uh, Byrne, I think that's his name, Mm-hmm. Senator Gary Byrne, Gary Byrne, uh, yeah. Indiana Senate. Mm-hmm. He is from Harrison County, mm-hmm. and okay. yeah, yeah, he's from Harrison County. And uh, well, actually, his district—I don't know where he lives—but his district covers Harrison County mm-hmm. uh, and the counties of Washington, and most of which is in Floyd County. I think mm-hmm. Corden is one of the biggest cities, and it's down in southern Indiana. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may know a lot more about it than I do, but I think it's around Evans, the Evansville area. I think mm-hmm. somewhere mm-hmm. around in there, southwest, yeah. southwest, yeah, Indiana. But um, here's the thing, and his argument is that rural con- counties don't get to use government money to get to the polls, and so it should be even. Everybody should have uh, equal access to get to. Why in the world are they picking election day? Huh? Why are they yeah. picking Election Day to say it's not fair? Indigo offers free rides on a number of occasions throughout the calendar year. Yeah. And nobody yeah. tries to make a law about that. But when all of a sudden they want to look at Election Day, they and, yeah. and you know where Indigo goes. Mostly, you know, the, the most most of the routes are within center town, you know, Indianapolis proper. The so, you know, community. the urban yeah. communities. So who can't see through this one? Yeah, you know, first of all, I think it's unconstitutional. It's Senate Bill 187, which I think is unconstitutional. Is that the Senate Bill uh, 187? Oh, it's Senator yeah, Byrne. I thought it was Representative Byrne. Yes, yeah, Senator. But you know what, Tina? Okay. Yeah, it goes back to, I thought about that. Yesterday, we 187. here at home were watching kind of a marathon on uh, Turner Classic. Uh, m- movies, TCM. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they had like uh, Sidney Portier, mm-hmm. and at the end of it all, they had this 
one marathon movie having to do, you know, since it was Martin, Dr. Martin Luther King uh, Jr. holiday, mm-hmm. it's called From uh, Montgomery to Memphis, uh, mm-hmm. the movie that, that was at the end of all these, these movies, these Sydney Poitier movies. Uh-huh. And in that movie, you know, Martin Luther King was 26 years old. Talk about youth. When he led the Montgomery bus boycott, 26 years old, and they just organized. They got cars. They got taxis uh, that were uh, driven by uh, the people who supported, black and white, mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the the boycott, and they refused to get on the buses. And do you know? Do you know that they tried to pass a law? saying that those people had to ride the buses yes i remember that i remember reading about that yeah because it was it was shattering their economy yes their money it was messing with their money yes so you cannot say a public transportation company in my view in my humble view can um not give free rides to anybody really as long as they meet their budget and pay their bills um you know besides the money that they get from the government they're totally government funded so you cannot to me that's why it's unconstitutional you can't tell a company that you can't give free rides to people on election day when they give free rides all year year round so i i don't see that bill going anywhere but we'll keep keep an eye on it but that one the just the mere thought of that infuriated me to no end and it underscores why we keep saying do not let your vote be taken for granted. Do not get frustrated to the point where you won't do anything. Because guess what? While you're getting frustrated and trying to figure it out, these folks behind the scenes are trying to take it away from you permanently, and they are doing it by any means they can possibly think of. Inclu- yeah. Who in their right mind, what kind of a, to me that's almost, who in their right mind is going to sit up there and say, well, uh, I don't want them to have free, uh, free rides to the polls on election day. On election day. Because who rides the bus, you know, and, you know, but who who rides the bus? People that ride the bus. It's, it's an folks. urban. Uh, I mean, okay. Brown and black folks. Brown. And, well, like yeah. Well, and gentrification, some, though. Some yeah. Well, but there's majority. a lot more. But but it's 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 inner city and it's urban. It, it's an inner city yeah. slash urban service. Yeah. And so there goes That's- another attack on inner city urban uh, populations and their voting rights. That's or their clear, ability to vote. There's a clear effort to discriminate, to hamper. It's, mm-hmm. it's voter suppression. It's one. another it's voter, voter suppression move yeah. that the Indiana State House is trying to get through. And the fact that there's somebody named Mike Braun, former Indiana senator, who uh, really doesn't believe in interracial marriage and all kinds of other things. Mm. The fact that if he gets with this group of wackadoodles, I guess is what you want to call it. I don't even, <laughs> if he gets with them, hard telling where we're going to be as a state yeah. in, in the state of Indiana. And and the fact that it even crossed your mind, there's no shame no. in even coming up with that and saying it's not fair to rule. Okay, well, what, how, rural, rural uh, uh, Hoosiers have advantages that urban Hoosiers don't have. Yeah, right? lots of them. Like they can, their legislators control the the Indiana state legislature. Legislature, that's one advantage. They have a huge advantage. They have that that they're advocating for them, and they have the votes to pass any law to benefit them that they want, and they do, including, let's say, for example, the um, the, the the road funding formula mm-hmm. for uh, municipalities that favors mm-hmm. rural areas. 
I mean, this has been done year after year after year after year. A couple years ago, they found out, oh, we're, we didn't count 200,000 people in Marion County. I guess we need to up it a little bit. I mean, come on. Yeah. Well, people in rural communities tend to have tra- their own personal transportation, more yeah. so than perhaps people that are, you know have to rely on public transportation. So does that mean that uh, you take away their cars, or does that mean that you give people in um, urban areas that are relying on public transportation, give them cars? Yeah. Because they don't exactly. have cars or trucks. It may yeah. it, it it just reeks of of voter suppression, of racism, of uh elite. I mean everything that you know. Like I said, when I as you can very well imagine, when I first read that headline, I I hit the roof. I'm like, are oh, you kidding you me? Are you kidding me? How dare you try to make a law that Indigo can't let people have free rides on election day? Yeah. What it's, it's the, what in the right? It is. Oh no 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 Besides no no! Besides being unconstitutional, yeah. Besides being unconstitutional, and then you say, "Well, uh, it's so that it, it's fair. It's not fair, so we want to make it even. You know that everybody has a free, uh, uh, equal opportunity to get to well, the polls." Well, it's not fair that they gerrymander the district so that they dilute the black vote or mm-hmm. the brown vote or nope. the vote of people of color or the uh, uh, dilute the vote of urban people uh whatever their color that's not fair either you know nope. I mean, so let's just look at the whole thing yep so anyway i can't wait to uh ask representative Pryor uh what her thoughts are on that and if she thinks yeah. that that has any um any legs whatsoever because boy i'm telling you that one's that's infuriating aj that did did it even did it occur to you that that was voter suppression or did you just kind of shake your head and say what oh no 100 percent. yeah that's definitely voter suppression 100 percent. that's that's an easy call yeah that's an easy call you can see it, it people actually use the bus more it's, if you check the the analytics behind mm-hmm. indigo and their ride share people actually use the bus much more on election day than any other day so it's kind of baffling to me that yeah. they would want to take that. It's it's pure as day. Yeah. Also, um, guy gave a call and wanted to mention that surrounding counties, the surrounding counties around here, did not support Indigo going into their counties to to try to help that. Ah, so, that's another point. They don't want mm, Indigo. Yeah, a lot of these surrounding counties, they don't want public transportation. That, that, good that's point. oppression as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There we go. And so I, I hope he doesn't have a leg to stand on. I really, really do. You say Senate Bill 187, huh? Yes. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, Senate, Senate Bill, Bill 187. Senator Byrne. Here, Senator uh, Gary Byrne, B Y R N E. Senator Gary Byrne. Republic. He's a Republican, isn't he? I know he's not Republican. a Democrat. Yeah. Yeah. From uh, Harris, uh, Washington, yeah, and Floyd Counties. Oh, Floyd. Here's, yeah, that's yeah. kind of southwest. Although Floyd yeah. County's a little bit southeast because Floyd yeah, County's that, right across. Yeah, on the map from... it looked closer to Louisville. Yeah. And, uh, than, it might than... be central, just south central Indiana. Yeah, you know. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Might just be south central, so. Oh, my goodness. Ah, well, um, and and part of that, too, um, and I I shared this with AJ. I think I may have shared it with you, and I'm sure I've said it many times on this show. Giving people rides to the polls uh, was a a longstanding tradition in my hometown uh, because, you know, that was one of the things my grandfather always organized. And uh, 
I, you know, I, I shared that uh, he had, you know, volunteers going around and, and the, you know, the folks that couldn't get out or didn't have cars or whatever, they would be picked up and, and you know, the cars would just run. The volunteer cars would just run all day long, um, getting folks to and from the polls. And then they, you know, come down to the uh, to the fish fry or whatever it was that they would have, you know, depending on what, you know, the weather and that, that particular election day. But that was a given. Everybody yeah. had a ride. Everybody, if you didn't have a ride, this is, you call. Or you tell somebody you don't have a ride, and we'll get you there. And and you know, like I said, folks used to dress up in their Sunday best to hop in those cars and 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 go to the polls and 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 vote. So the mere fact that you say that a, a public transportation entity cannot offer free rides when they give free rides on uh, MLK Day, they give free rides when it, you know I I just can't even count the number of days throughout the calendar year that Indigo opens up. Uh, and offers free rides. And so yeah, why, out of all those dates, uh, uh, through the calendar year that Indigo offers free rides, you pick Election Day, you know why you picked Election Day. You're trying to keep the the vote suppressed as much as you can because it's Indianapolis, it's Marion County, and it's another opportunity, another stab at taking over Indianapolis and Marion County, and they can't do it. Yeah, and Tina, that was a great thing that your family did you know, organizing or your, your, um, my grandfather, your, yeah, yeah, your grandfather yeah, did. Or, that, that, I mean, that, that's smack dab what was done in Montgomery in 1955. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. organized everything down to who made the chicken lunches. You yeah, know, I mean, yeah. and so that to me, when you don't want to do that, then you do not want democracy to be at its fullest. Because yeah. if you, if, if Senator Byrne wanted democracy to be at its fullest, to be at its best, let it play to be out. at its most available, yeah, to everyone uh, in the, the the process of election. What he would do is he would he would expand voter uh, um, access as as many people as we can get there. I don't care what their mm-hmm. affiliation, mm-hmm. independent, Republican, you know. Instead of trying to keep down, tamp down that mm-hmm. vote, and and a very targeted. Tamp down a targeted vote. I can't, you know, I I just can't say it enough. You are targeted. You have a target on your back because you have something valuable right there in your hand. You have a target on your back. They want it and they will do whatever they can do, whatever they can get away with to get it, wrestle it from your hands. Don't hand it to them. Do not, no matter what your vote so is, pre- it is so, so powerful. powerful. And so if it were not, I said it a thousand times, nobody would be after it. Nobody would yeah, be after no. it. And, and, you know, so yeah, let him, you know, it, it, anyhow, um, <laughs> but uh, that, that, that's just maddening to me. It's, it's very, yeah. very, very maddening. And, um, uh, we'll see where where that goes, but hey, let's, we'll be watching that closely. We are certainly going to be watching that closely. <laughs> and again, like I said, when we have our first visit uh, with our lawmakers uh, at Cherish Pryor's first up, Representative Cherish Pryor's first up um, on Friday, we'll ask her um, about that yeah. and uh, where we can go. Because you know, the other thing is, if you can win fairly, and like you say, James, if you're interested in democracy, let democracy play out. And if you realize you can't win fairly, what do you do? You change the rules. That's regardless right. of That's all true. of the gerrymandering, regardless of all of the uh, everything that you do, you still are concerned that you can't win, uh, and you yeah. want to you want to cripple this particular uh, demo- democratic stronghold. That's what it is. You want to cripple it, uh, so you change. <laughs> you can't beat it. You change the rules. 
try to change. Yeah, it reminds me of what Ray Crow said, the famous coach for mm-hmm. the Christmas Attic Tigers. <laughs> five on seven. It's five against five plus the referees we're going against. So. There you go. <laughs> hey, we'll be back with more right after this. Let's get back to the conversation. It's Community Connection with Tina Cosby on Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM, Indy's Inspiration Station. And we're back with Community Connection 317 Why do I keep saying it? 317 That's our new number. That's our listener line. Um, James, we've got, we've covered a lot of territory, uh, over the last hour and a half or so. Yeah. Um, and, uh, got quite a bit more to, to go. Um, like I said, I'm really, really looking forward to, um, talking with, uh, uh, representative Pryor on Friday. Uh, but there's some other things that, um, that took place since we were last, um, together, including, I know you like football. Uh, it looks like uh, they're, they're down to the final eight, and after that it'll be down to the final four, uh, and then mm-hmm. the, then on to the Super Bowl. So um, anything in yeah. particular that you saw well, that you liked uh, during those Well, games? I didn't watch too much of it, Tina, so I'm probably oh, not the expert. Oh, I was listening watch? to you and AJ yesterday. Y'all know more than me. But I will say that only mm. you can only have one winner of the Super Bowl. So mm. as good as uh, the Texans looked against us, and I guess they – kind of beat up on uh, Cleveland, too, right? The team. <laughs> ah, yes. Took them yeah, to the woodshed. Well, <laughs> yes, they I, did. I would, I would say, in my defense of the Colts, and I thought they had a, a remarkable season, you know, although some people really despise that last play, that uh, <laughs> they beat, like, at least three of the teams that I know of uh, who are in the playoffs. Baltimore they beat. They beat the Texans once. And uh, what was that other one I was thinking of uh, that they beat? So they beat good teams. Like you said, they were playing their backup quarterback, but they managed to win nine games. But what I, I, I must say this uh, in remembrance of my brother, who died 2022 November, just a couple days after Thanksgiving. Uh, my brother, Glenn, heartbroken for our family. Mm. Uh, you know, he had four beautiful children and his wife, him and his wife, Mary, had been together for 52 years. Oh, my and, goodness. And uh, they actually buried him in his Green Bay uh, jersey because he was such a – his garage oh, was painted wow. green and, and, go, and green and yellow. Yeah. Wow. So uh, I, I – uh, you know, Glenn, I know, is somewhere up in heaven because he had his headphones on when he passed away of a massive heart attack, and he was listening to Kirk Franklin. So I know, I believe I know where he is, and I know he, if he has any um, ability to see what's going on, I know he's smiling about his Packers beating those Cowboys. I heard you guys talking about that. Wow, wow. I tell you what, uh I became a Packers fan like almost overnight <laughs> just yeah. in watching that level of talent, the enthusiasm, the energy and the way they just took it to America's team. <laughs> I'm not much, I'm not much of a Cowboys fan, but I I was impressed. I you know, Jordan Love, I mean, I I was just impressed. It was Yeah. So yeah, uh so- yeah, so was uh, Jeff. You know, I heard Jeff. Mm-hmm. Jeff was like, you know, anytime the Cowboys are beaten, I heard that. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I'm okay. Mm-hmm. But Detroit is in there, right? That's um, yes, yes. David, David's David team. Grace. Yeah, team, you know yeah. what? I haven't seen David. Have you seen David, AJ? 
I actually, I don't think I have. I uh, yeah, I think, I think David's still somewhere celebrating. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we got to we got to pull him in here if I see him going down the hall or something. I, I haven't really seen him for the last couple of days. So. Yeah, and I would like to say that to you and AJ, Tina, because I know AJ loves the Bears, the team I grew up rooting for, mm-hmm. uh, that I hope they keep uh, their quarterback because I think he has a lot of talent. And, you know, you talk about C.J. Stroud, our guy Anthony Richardson, um, but I, I believe that Fields, their quarterback, he, he, it, it, it's taken him a couple of years to blossom, but he's really an accurate passer and he can run. And that's what they're going through now oh, yeah. in a lot of instances, a lot of teams, you know, being able to run and pass. Yeah, I believe that. I believe that. I would, of course, I hope for Justin to stay. I am team Fields 100%. I just yeah. believe that you know Caleb is is would be a linear move. I don't I don't think it's it's actually getting us anywhere. I think it's just stepping to the side a little bit and continuing on because he's about the same type of quarterback. It's a little bit more dynamic, but you know, with some protection, Justin can do everything that he, Caleb has He really he can. can. He's really a great talent. Who is Caleb? Uh, who is that? Caleb Williams. Got... Caleb Williams, the projected number one pick out of USC, the quarterback. Okay. Well, if they took him, they probably couldn't keep Fields. So no, and that's that's the whole that's the whole thing this year is they're trying to decide if they want to hit the reset button or keep Fields and and build around him. And I'm hoping yeah. Ryan Poles, if you're listening, keep him. All right, <laughs> keep him. We love him. Okay. Yeah, he's a great player. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and, uh, uh, but yeah, the the Bears they're they're due for a big comeback. They're due. Yeah, yeah, they are. And so, Tina, the team that put us out, the Texans, they are going to play Baltimore. Yes. Now that ought to be a good game because Baltimore's Baltimore. been almost there a couple of times. Yeah, and there's been a lot of knocks on uh, Lamar Jackson, kind of the way, not exactly, but in a lot of ways, you know, how there used to be knocks on Peyton Manning, you know, a wonderful regular season player, mm-hmm. couldn't get couldn't get the big game done, just couldn't carry his team through the through the playoffs. This is the year that uh, he's healthy. He's he's done. A, he's had a really really good preseason. I mean, po- a really good regular season. Yeah. Uh, and there's no reason why he shouldn't excel uh, in the postseason. So we'll see. We'll see what he's made of this time. So. Yeah. Uh, and we'll also see what youngster, <laughs> young fella, C.J. Stroud is is made of uh, uh, yeah. as well. I boy, yeah. I don't I don't know. Wouldn't that be a heck of an I'd upset? Be if, if, uh, I'd be surprised if they got past Baltimore in that environment up there. I, I would be surprised mm, uh, if they got happen. past Baltimore. Yeah. Anything and then uh, Green Bay's going to San Francisco. Um, uh, Green Bay goes to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, Green Bay's. <laughs> I'm just. I'm thinking they're. You know, they 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 they're on a mission. So, um, I, San Francisco uh, seems to. They just when they get really really good competition, um, but you know they could just n- knock them off because Green Bay really kind of backed into it. Uh, but I, I I just I put a lot of uh, hope into uh, Green Bay and I think that they have a real chance. Yeah. So what's the, and what's the other one in the uh, in the, the Lions and the oh in the AFC the other one in the AFC is the Chiefs um, mm-hmm. go to Buffalo to play the Bills. Uh, Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I wouldn't bet against their well I don't bet anyway but I wouldn't bet against um, Mahomes uh, mm. in in big games like that. Yeah. Uh, well, Buffalo. Yeah. Buff, go ahead, Buffalo. What? Well, Buffalo has had their chances mm-hmm. with this team with Kelly and this this, this team. 
I just don't know if they can get it done. Um, Kelly. So, not Kelly, but um, what's his name? Allen. Josh right? Allen, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Allen, yeah. Jim so Kelly. I just, I Jim just Kelly. Know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That goes back, huh? Yeah, yeah I just, that's all right. I just that's don't all right. know if they could if they can get it done. Mm-hmm. Uh, with they've been there before and and they've always folded. Um, and the team they're playing against is the reigning Super Bowl champion. So yeah, we'll see. but they've been the Chiefs have not been the Chiefs of old. I will say. Um yeah. And what uh, Travis Kelsey, his production has gone way down. Uh, since he got Hollywood, you know. <laughs> since he got what's her name? <laughs> yeah, Taylor Swift. Uh, but, uh, and that's an, you know, I'm not trying to be funny, but um, I don't like to watch Chiefs games because they become their their Taylor Swift games now. Mm-hmm. Every five yeah. seconds is a shot of her, shot of her, shot of her. Yeah. And he's he doesn't seem to be as sharp as he once was. I don't know. Maybe it's my imagination, but. Uh, the numbers don't lie, right, AJ? Hasn't his production gone down? Slightly, slightly. It has well, maybe, maybe dip, his but he's also a target now. Somewhere else. Well, yeah, he's a target, and he is older, and mm. uh, they they double team him, and so he, but he's he's been able to to rise above those. So, uh, yeah. But anyway, that'll be an interesting one to see. I I will put it this way. Um, I know Mahomes is a preferred quarterback in that contest. I would not be surprised if Buffalo comes out on top. Mm. I wouldn't okay. be. I, I'm not saying that they will. I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Um, and then the other one, uh, the reason that David Gray has gone AWOL for <laughs> Detroit, and- Detroit and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers of all. You know, I think Detroit's going to win that one. Don't, didn't you say that, AJ? Oh, yeah. I think Detroit dog walks them. I think they get them out of there. They got their first victory, and I don't mm. think they're going to stop there. Mm, I don't think so uh, either. Detroit, to me, seems to have the strongest guys in the in the in the uh, trenches. I mean, they they seem to have the strongest line, offensively and defensively, mm-hmm. and they just grind you out. I mean, mm-hmm. plus they got a quarterback who can throw very accurately. Yeah. So I mean, they are favored in that game. Tampa Bay again, uh, you know they're they just not they're not the Tampa Bay when they had Brady, and certainly not some of the Tampa Bay teams in the past. Mm-hmm. I I would be surprised if they won. Yeah. Hey, uh, some breaking news with your Pacers, James. It looks like uh, they just made that that trade that everybody's been talking about. Um, Who'd they trade? Uh, go ahead, AJ. I'm I'm well, looking for the exact names. Again. So the Pacers just round, just yeah. finalized the trade to acquire Pascal Siakam from the Toronto Raptors, uh, in exchange for Bruce Brown, and three first round picks as far as I'm Good. seeing so far. That's a great trade. I believe so as well. <laughs> that, well, I think Bruce Brown. They they signed him for a little over twenty million dollars. He was a uh, he's a NBA champion from last year with the Denver uh, Nuggets. Mm-hmm. He, he's, I think, six five. He's a good defender, but they got wings. They got all the wings. They need some help uh, down low. They need some help rebounding. Siakam is a great talent. They're mm-hmm. putting together a team that can make a run for it. You guys, uh, trust me. They they can make a run for this thing. They're putting some pieces together because they had they are a deep team. And I'm glad there was some talk about them trading Buddy Heald. What did Halliburton say? Who played with him in Sacramento? If it's nine out of ten times for me, I'm going to pass him for that shot when we need a bucket. Ten out of ten times, Heald is going to hit it. I mean, he's not going to hit it ten out of ten, but I'm going to pass it to him ten out of ten times. His, you know, he's not going to be 100%, but I'm, 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 
I think Bruce Brown is a great player, mm-hmm. and he's a great defender. He's got a championship under his belt, so he's not rattled in big games. But this is a, you have to give up something to get a player of Siakam's magnitude. He's of long, uh, defensive. They need to get better defensive, and he can rebound the ball. Yeah, honestly, I believe the Pacers got a steal in this one, to be completely honest. Yeah. I think the Pacers won this trade by far. The Raptors <laughs> were had their back against the wall. Pascal was is becoming a free agent after this season, so it's going to be up to the Pacers to re-sign him. But at the same time, the, the Raptors didn't want to let him walk for any, nothing, so they got something back for him. If you're the yeah. Pacers, Bruce Brown is expendable. If we're being like you said, mm-hmm. you have enough wings. He's a, a – yeah. now let me not – disrespect Bruce Brown he's an NBA talent he's immensely yeah. better than all of us ever can ever be mm-hmm. <laughs> however in the grand better scheme be. of things he was successful because of the greatness of Jokic out there in Denver and when he got here it just didn't translate so go yeah. ahead and flip that move and get you something better and the Pacers I'm, I gotta tell you they're looking top four right now with that with <laughs> yeah, that move. They're, they're, they're right there. And how? When's the last time we heard that about any Indiana team? <laughs> <It's been laughs> <a while>. Professional <laughs> along the professional lines because Purdue has been, uh, you know, b- basketball, mm-hmm. college basketball. They, you know, hovering around uh, one and two uh, for quite a while. They beat IU uh, first time in a while. Uh, but um, but yeah, professionally, uh, it's nice to be back up there in the in the good conversation. You know, around the top yeah. tier. Uh, and I think our Pacers are are doing us proud. People are talking about the Pacers this year, and yeah. uh, I that's a that's a nice feeling, and 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 in a good way. That's that's a nice feeling. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. they just have. Would you agree, Tina and AJ? They just have great talent now. Oh, yeah. Finally, they're starting to get it. One hundred percent. Yeah, What they need was defense and rebounding, and he brings that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, any word? On, did, did have we heard anything on? Um, uh, Halliburton's injury? Uh, he could be reevaluated when they get back from this six-game road trip. Mm. They're two games into it. They they lost the first two to mm. Denver mm-hmm. and Utah, where they were missing three starters uh, on in the Utah game. Uh, they play, uh, let's see, tomorrow. Is tomorrow Thursday? Mm. Yeah, they play tomorrow. Um, I forgot who they play, but... Anyway, they're on a six-game road trip, and when they get back, mm-hmm. then he will be uh, reevaluated, and he should be back in the lineup. It was a strain, you know, of his hamstring, so nothing, nothing, nothing more than that. Yeah. Hey, a quick reminder before we take off. Um, today is uh, we talked about it yesterday. The Center Township Trustees Office hosting um, its first career fair of 2024. Uh, today from 1 until 4 is going to be held at the Center Township Trustee's Office, 300 East Fall Creek Parkway, North Drive. Admission is free, registration not required, and some on-the-spot hiring will be available. So if you're looking to start your new year off uh, just Good. right with a new job, a new opportunity, you still got about another hour or so um, for that uh, for the job fair. Again, we, we mentioned it yesterday. Wanted to remind everyone about it today because there's still time left to get over there uh, and take a look around and uh, see what's available if you're looking for work. Again, that's the Center Township uh, Trustee's Office, 300 East Fall Creek Parkway, North Drive. Free admission, no registration. Come on down. Go on down there and see what's available. James. (laughs) (laughs) James and Tina, all of us. I was just saying, you know. If you know yeah, somebody, send yeah, them that's, down that's there. a good thing. I know you're not looking. You got 80 jobs. I know you're not looking. <laughs> 
but you know what? That's a good thing for people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's a place, too, where they, they get their food uh, giveaway. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, to receive the food mm-hmm. giveaway mm-hmm. once a month. And, uh, you know, I just, you know, food prices, come on. I mean, we need them down a little bit more because people are still mm-hmm. need help with that. Yeah, indeed. So Center Township Trustee's Office, uh, they, they do it all. They do a lot. So their programming is uh, is pretty robust and always uh, of a help to the community. James, that's all the time we have uh, for right now. We are always Praise AM 13 and 95.1 FM Indies Inspiration. Don't forget about our website, praiseindy.com. Willamore Jr. on the radio is up next. Thank you to everyone, as always, for listening. Don't forget our new call-in number is 317-972-3008. That's our new phone number for Community Connection. As always, we want everybody to stay safe, stay well, and, of course, stay warm. I'm Tina Cosby for James Patterson. James, thank you as always. Hey, my pleasure, Tina, and thank thank you to AJ as well. Thanks to AJ. Of course, thanks to AJ. (laughs) Hey, if there's no AJ, there's no us. I say that all the time. So, James, AJ, thank you all. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow. James, we'll talk to you again on Friday. Yeah.